thank you for having me. Excited to be here. Yes. Well, I mean, you have so much to offer and I know that our listeners will enjoy hearing your story. So let's get started. Tell us a little bit about yourself. Um, Well, I am Gerilyn Jones. I uh, grew up in Montgomery, Alabama and ended up in D.C. for undergrad and Boston for medical school and fellowship and residency, reverse those orders. But um, uh, that's where I met my husband, who is a Pine Bluff native, and um, that's what brought us back down here. I am the mother of three, and I'm an emergency medicine physician, and I work also as a medical director for um, health preparedness and emergency response at the Arkansas Department of Health. Wow. Well, it sounds like you have your plate full on top of being a mother and a wife. You're very successful with your career. So with saying all of that, like, when did you know that you wanted to be a physician? Um, You know, I think that happened um, probably earlier than I actually acknowledged it. So my um, baby brother had uh, febrile seizures. And I remember playing at a softball game and seeing him have a seizure. And it scared the bejeebus out of me. And I realized then that I would have been comforted somewhat in having a little bit at least a little bit of an understanding of what was going on with his body. Because if you can imagine the trauma of seeing your baby brother, like shaking in your mother's arms and she's calling for my father and there's all this panic and just kind of feeling like really helpless um, as, you know, a young child, I, I, I remember then wanting to at least know what was happening. And I think that would have given me some peace, but I, my father's a lawyer. And so I spent, you know, much of my formative years wanting to be like daddy and wanting to be an attorney. Um, but as I got older, um, I realized there were some things that were part of the law that were perhaps, not so exciting for me um and that at the end of the day I really just wanted to help people so I um was reminded again of those things always love science love the human body and really trying to develop that ability to give some level of comfort in the knowledge of what's going on um kind of drove me to medicine that's one of the most fun things i think i have about my job i like explaining things to patients and i like it sometimes i get that aha moment from them and they feel better i can see them visibly the tension kind of go out of their shoulders when i'm explaining kind of what's happening or why they feel like this to them so that's very rewarding right okay Um, You know, now is a a time of a pandemic and, you know, I know that you are a mother. So how would you um, help other mothers in that calming type voice you just said? Like, let's pretend that you are um, speaking to a mother in our audience and they are concerned as they go through their day to day um, living. What would you tell them as far as in, in, in regards to maybe like how you handle 
um, dealing with um, COVID and raising a family and things like that, what advice would you give that mother? I think the biggest piece of advice in a nutshell would be to be flexible and to give yourself grace. So the flexibility has to come in understanding that this is a novel virus and there's a lot about it that we don't know. Um, There's a lot of things that um, because we don't know everything about it, we can't tell um, the public from beginning to end every little detail um, with respect to how the virus is working. And I know things can be frustrating for the public in terms of directives and guidances. And it's a, you said this to do this one day and then you turn around next week and you say to do something else. And, and it just can get very frustrating and it might seem like people don't know what's going on. And that's not exactly the case. It's just that we're learning more and more every day. So my advice would be to be flexible and understanding with that. Um, But I would also say that make sure you're getting your direction in terms of how you're behaving with respect to wearing masks and social distancing and those kinds of things from legitimate sources. Um, But just be flexible enough and understand that that what is advised today may change somewhat next week or next month. And it doesn't mean that what we're saying today is wrong. Um, The other part about giving yourself grace is to understand that, again, no one's been through this before. Um, You may be on social media where you see people that have, you know, taken this um, COVID experience and this, um, um, you know, stay at home order to, you know, paint their entire house or uh, plant some fabulous gardens or, you know, build a car or all of these kinds of projects and things like that. And if you have not had the opportunity to do that, it's okay. If you are figuring out how to keep yourself sane as you are dealing with your children that have been in your house constantly for the past six to seven months, and you feel like you're hanging on by a thread, that is okay. There are a lot of other people out there that are just like you. So give yourself grace. You don't have to be, um, who was it, Jude Cleaver or June Cleaver, whatever her name was, from mm-hmm. Leave it to Beaver. You know, that picture in the 50s of this mother that had it all together, um, that's not reality. So give yourself grace. Yes, this has been time to be at home, but that doesn't necessarily mean that you had to take the time to remodel your entire house. It is fine if you took the time to just rest and it is fine if you're still figuring out how to utilize that time. So I would say give yourself grace. Yeah. And if you continue to have to work like you, um, (laughs) (laughs) you know, um, yeah, you 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 um put yourself at risk daily, but you are helping so many others, and we appreciate and salute you for that. Um, so you were mentioning about you know giving yourself grace and things like that. What the do you like to do to practice self care? Like, what are some good self care tips from you? So, uh, for me, um, I like to work out. Um, 
I feel much better at the end of the day if I've had an opportunity to get a good sweat on. So I try to protect that time. Um, I also like to try to carve out um, me time to just uh, be quiet and be still to um, pray and to read the word and and feed my spirit so you know i'm feeding my physical body with um, the exercise and um and the endorphin release that comes from there and then being able to feed my spirit with the word of god and be reminded of things in the proper perspective because i think in this day and age not just with covid but with all of the um the civil unrest that's going on with respect to, you know, the uh, murders of black men that we've known about for years, but now we're seeing on the TV on a regular basis and having to explain those things to our kids and everything. It just can seem like a lot. And so what is wonderful about the word is that it, it's the same yesterday, today, and forevermore, right? And so there's an amazing um, centering piece and reminder of uh, perspective that comes from utilizing that time. So uh, trying to make sure I carve that time out as well. It's, it's very interesting um, that while I was deployed, you know, so I was deployed and literally on the front lines and I can remember one specific instance where I thought I actually might die. You know, I'm an air force person. So primarily we're behind the lines and I'm an air force physician. So I'm not, you know, taking fire all the time and that kind of thing. But one day I was running, um, around the flight line and it was at the time where things were starting to heat up in Afghanistan and, um, more and more, uh, young people, were um, becoming suicide bombers, right? And mm-hmm. so the, I was jogging and there was a little, there was a young man on a bicycle that was um, riding up and it was very odd because I was kind of out, not near much of anything. And I remember looking up at um, the guard post and for some reason there wasn't anybody there. I didn't see anybody. And this little kid just keeps getting closer and closer to the fence and he had a backpack on. And I was like, you know what? This is it. But I had an amazing piece at that time because I had spent like my entire time during my deployment. It was a regular part of my routine every day to get up and read the word. And so I really was okay. Like I fully thought, that I was going to be, you know, a casualty in this <laughs> suicide bomber, but I, I really had a piece about it because of that perspective that had come from um, reminding myself of who's in charge and, you know, kind of what we're here for. So remembering to do that too is important. Right. So I'm hearing that you draw a lot of your strength from God. And that is very important for all of us to do because he is the creator of all. So, I mean, that just makes sense to recognize his place, you know, and try to make sure that he has a place in our life as such. Okay. So, I mean, that's, that's very wise of you. And with, um, 
noting that that was very wise of you. Um, is there anyone in your life that you feel um, imparted some words of wisdom that you still take with you everywhere you go? Well, yes, um, obviously, uh, well, maybe not obviously, but my mother um, has all kinds of sayings that she would tell me and that I find myself saying to myself now and also to my girls. And, um, you know, um, one of those things was to, uh, you know, not let other people drive you crazy. So she, um, my father like I said, was, or I might not have said it, but he was in the military as well. And, um, there were times when he was stationed overseas or whatnot. So mom was essentially functioning as a single mother and doing everything. She was working. She had three kids, um, all of the stuff around the house, like everything my mother was taking care of, but she had an amazing calm spirit about her. And I think it was because she took those words to heart. And, and what I take from them is that, I can't control how another person acts, what another person says or what another person tries to do to me or whatnot, but I can control how I react to it. So um, acknowledging that I'm not going to take that on to, as, as my burden um, has been tremendously helpful, particularly in um, at times dealing with patients and also, you know, um, with, working in government and all of those kinds of things. It's just been really helpful. Um, the other person uh, or another person is my husband. Um, when we got together early on, so we've been married almost 18 years and early on in our relationship, um, I had gotten very upset about something. I couldn't remember exactly what it was. But um, he said, well, you know, why don't you take a defined amount of time and to be upset about it, but then after that, let it go. And I remember at the time thinking, who is this dude telling me to take some time and, and then let it go? Who is he trying to, you know, order me around? But that wasn't what he was doing at all. And I found that to actually be incredibly useful um, to when I am upset about something, if I'm angry or if I'm sad or whatnot, to give myself a defined amount of time to feel that emotion and allow myself to feel that emotion and do whatever I need to do to, to embrace that emotion. But then after that, to move on. So not carry it and not let it keep replaying in my mind, not let it continue to replay in my spirit, but to actually move on from it after that defined period of time. And I think that's so important because I think a lot of times in society, we are taught to kind of bury our emotions and our feelings and not um, give them the respect or the due that they deserve. Like we were created, we are emotional beings. We've been given these emotions. Um, so it's okay to have them. I think they should be in their place though, or else they can become destructive. If you keep perseverating on a mistake that you made or something like that, that could lead to depression and all of those kinds of things. So the defined time period to give myself time to feel whatever it is, sad, anger, disappointment, whatever, and then to move on has been tremendously helpful as well. Right. I, I have to practice the same thing because you don't want it to just like 
dwell in you or just eat away at you and you don't want to wallow in it. It's like you just like even making mistakes. You realize that you make mistakes and then you say, well, I may have made a mistake this time, but I'm just that much closer to getting it right, you know, mm-hmm. or dealing with people. You know, you don't want to let people just have so much power over you to where you're not in control anymore, but they are, you know, exactly. Yeah. So, and we can also instill that in our children too. I think that um, learning about um, conflict resolution and um, understanding how people will um, kind of get to you sometimes is important to teach our children um, strategies or just to inform them that, you know, this is how the world works and this is how you can handle it, you know. Absolutely. So important. So we're going to try to get to know Dr. Jones a little bit more, and we're going to play a game of this or that. Okay. So, (laughs) you know, with COVID going on, some of us had to forfeit our um, vacations, but would you be more of a beach person or a nature person if you chose a vacation? I'm definitely a beach person. I love the water. I love the sound the water makes. Um, Beaches that are, you know, beautiful that I like to visit are generally in warm places and it's just amazingly peaceful. I think nature is beautiful, but I don't do bugs. I do (laughs) bugs and furry creatures are cute from a distance, but then I don't, I don't like snakes. I don't, you know, all of those things that are part of nature. Yeah. Um, Realities of nature are not necessarily exciting for me. So definitely a beach person. (laughs) Okay. Um, being a mom on the go, are you like a wedge girl or heels? Wedges. Oh my gosh. So heel, I put on a pair of heels not too long ago and I was walking them. I was like, when I was in college, this was so much easier. You know, you put on your cute heels to go to the club or whatever. Um, and you would wear them for a long time because you would be out for a long time. I put them on and after like 10 minutes, I was done. So I am definitely a wedge girl. They're, yeah. they're just so much more comfortable and you can find some really cute wedges out there too. But yeah, got to go comfort over. Right. Okay. Coffee or tea? Coffee. Coffee because my coffee ends up tasting like dessert. I love coffee with cream and sugar my mom says a little bit of coffee with my cream and sugar is what I end up doing but yes definitely a coffee girl right definitely a a latte girl huh yes (laughs) all right so are you reading anything um or listening to other podcasts right now so um funny you should ask about that so uh you know I was actually intimidated by some of your other guests and all of the fabulous you know um uh empowering things that they were reading and so you might end up striking some of this but I have used um (laughs) some of my downtime to I've discovered a new um romance novel author like romantic comedy kind of thing Uh uh-huh and I have enjoyed that. It's it's a pick me up. It's totally mindless. Pick me up um, happily ever after. It is just a nice break from COVID demonstrations. The current administration. It is a nice break. So that's what I've been reading. Okay. Um, yes. Yeah, so happily not- ever after. 
Um, it's called, so the, the last two I read were by an author by the name of Jasmine Gilroy. And I read the wedding party, or I'm sorry, the wedding date and the proposal. Um, those are the most recent ones that I finished, um, within the past week or two. Um, and then when I do get a chance to do podcasts, I used to listen to podcasts while I was running and stuff. Um, but not so much anymore. I've done them on long trips and my husband and I were listening to um, Malcolm Gladwell's revisionist history. He's pretty entertaining. Um, and I like the way he kind of approaches things, you know, for example, he talks about kind of some of the realities behind the Boston tea party and how it's not necessarily the story we've all been taught in the, in the books, uh, you know, this or freedom story that everybody talks about, but it was definitely a, a very much an economic thing. And, and it, it's just an interesting kind of um, twist or another look at history, which I like because I enjoy history. So um, when I get a chance, we like to listen to those. Right. Well, I'm going to check those out. So before we end our um, conversation today, is there anything else you would like to share with our audience? Um, well, I am just so excited that you are doing these um, podcasts, highlighting women and attempting to, you know, empower women and um, kind of give us nuggets to keep going. It is uh, being being a girl, being a woman, being a mother, being a wife, being um, a professional woman. These are all like awesome things. And I think understanding that like Michelle Obama says, you can have it all, but you can't have it all at one time. I think podcasts like this help us to remember that because what you get from it is understanding that you're not in the situation by yourself. However you're feeling, you're not alone. And sometimes even with social media and, and probably even more so with social media with like Facebook and Twitter and all of those other what's in um is it Instagram all your pictures and things like that yeah you know people put filters on and in Facebook they share all these photos and everybody's life looks great and um I feel like uh podcasts and conversations like these allow people to be really real and you hear kind of the authenticity behind other women that are like you so it's very helpful and um empowering to understand that basically you're not alone right so. right and and that is the point um i just start seeing that there was so much value in talking to others and then sharing it because um you know i realized that not even just the people that i know listen to the podcast but people that i don't know and i've actually gotten some feedback from that so i'm just hoping that um, people continue to stay encouraged. And um, I'm just glad that I was able to have you on. Well, again, thanks for having me. All right. Well, if there's nothing else, I will talk to you later and have a blessed day. You do the same. Take care. All right. Bye-bye. Bye. Hey, moms, are you tired of not knowing what to do? Do you have some life-changing decisions that you have to make and don't know of anyone else who has experienced it? Listen in to this podcast as we interview mothers for season two. You are sure to hear some great advice. 
And now we will have a few words from our sponsors. Our sponsorship today comes from Recruiting Brilliance. Recruiting Brilliance is for organizations who truly value top talent and values the unique contributions that a diverse, talented, brilliant workforce can bring to the table. Recruiting Brilliance is more than a full service recruitment agency. They are a progressive firm with a multifaceted approach. There really is no need to crack the talent acquisition code alone. Contact Recruiting Brilliance at recruitingnbrilliance.com. They are also located on Twitter, LinkedIn, Facebook, and Instagram. <laughs>